Hey, and welcome to episode 30 of the Set Sail Podcast. My name is Ross, and today I'm going to be talking to you about some of the tools and software and equipment I use to create the podcast. And I have some stuff I want to kind of go through because there is there's some stuff I, I started out with several several years ago and then what I use now, so I'm just going to kind of walk through all that as well. Um, we're actually going to start out with the software. So um, as I'm sure you know, I use Buzzsprout for my podcast hosting company. That's where I store my MP3 files and also where you get your RSS feed that you then submit to Apple Podcasts or Google or I don't know, everywhere, Stitcher, you know, everywhere that you that you distribute your podcast to. So um, that's what I use. Buzzsprout's awesome. They actually just just a couple days ago, came out with a new embeddable player that looks really nice. And I um, highly recommend you check that out. You'll see it uh, at setsailpodcast.com. You'll see you'll see actually a couple different kinds of players there. And then I also use something called Alphonic. And what it does is basically it processes your audio. The main reasons I use it are for loudness, loudness, normalization and that just means that it it takes all the audio so if you have music and spoken word and anything else and it and it makes sure it's output at a consistent level so that's good for podcasts and mobile devices and things like that so um you don't really need to know the the technical details it just makes it really easy to do stuff like that and they also have some some more advanced features you can add uh, id3 tags in it automatically, or you can, um, there's some other, there's a high pass filter you can add to it if you want. And there's a multi-track version so you can combine different audio files. There's, there's tons of stuff and lots of, lots of people use it, but, um, yeah, I just, I just run it through for just some basic processing and seems to, seems to work for me. They have a free version for, you can process two hours per month. And then they also have a monthly plan so you can you can pay monthly or just get one time credits as well. So, you know, if you only do maybe three hours a month, you can use that two hours for free and then and then buy a, a pack to get just to get a little little extra to get you through the month. And then for software, I know a lot of people recommend uh, I think it's called uh, Audacity, but I mostly I used to use GarageBand because I just use Mac computers or Apple computers and they it comes with, comes with it and I'm already kind of used to the software so that was a easy way to start and it works it works great uh, especially if you're going to use Ophonic to process the audio afterwards and then not not too long ago I upgraded GarageBand to Logic Pro which is a full kind of featured uh, audio editing software. It's used for music production and stuff, and I do a tiny bit of that as well. So, uh, just kind of nice to have. And the reason, uh, another reason I like going with the with the Apple software is it's a one time purchase. So Logic is two hundred dollars, but you don't have to pay monthly. So over the long term, it actually comes out to be quite a bit cheaper than paying, let's say, uh, Adobe Creative Cloud Suite or something. So just um, that's just my preference and what works for for me um let's go on to some of the equipment uh 
because that's it for for software. The uh, the equipment I actually started out several years ago with a Blue Yeti because everyone recommended it. It was popular and it was it was flexible. You can use it in different polar patterns, so that means it'll pick up uh, just the front, or it has a mode where you can. It'll capture all sides, which is great for maybe a conference table or or like a round table or something where everyone's around one microphone. But it, the audio quality just isn't isn't great in in those modes. And it has some other stuff too. I mean, it has a um, has a headphone input. It has gain control right on it, which is not really common with USB microphones. So that's that's pretty nice. But it's it's heavy. It's really heavy. And there's just better options for for podcasting. So today, I would actually recommend you start out with an Audio-Technica ATR2100 or a Samson Q2U. They're, they're effectively the, the same thing. And I think the Samson Q2U usually is a little bit cheaper too. So I, um, I actually have one in in my office as well just to do calls with or something. So Pretty nice. What's nice about both of those microphones have an XLR and a USB connection. So you can start out with just the USB version and use it that way. Um, And then later on, you can upgrade by getting an audio interface or mixer and then using the XLR connection. And just, just by doing that will increase the audio quality right away because you're not using the built-in USB converter and I'm sure there's other other reasons there. You can do do a lot more with it. You know, you have the the dedicated pieces. The microphone is just doing what it's supposed to do and not trying to convert convert the audio at the same time. So that's um that's one way you can upgrade it down the line if you want to go go that way. And then you can further upgrade those mics by adding a cloud lifter. So they have a, a cloud lifter CL1 is the is the single channel version. I have one of those here hooked up to a microphone or a Cloudlifter Z is another one that I use. So you can run your Samson Q2U into your Cloudlifter and then that would go into your audio interface and just another way to kind of keep upgrading your your audio quality without having to go out and buy a bunch of other stuff. So um and so you know the Cloudlifter all it does at least the CL1, all it does is just add 20 decibels of gain by using uh, phantom power for for dynamic mics. So it doesn't actually pass the, this might get confusing, but it doesn't pass the phantom power into the mic. It converts it into gain and then just makes your microphone more sensitive, which means that your audio interface some preamps don't have to be turned up as high so they don't have to work as hard and it reduces kind of that that uh buzz and noise sound that you get so i highly recommend those for any microphone a lot of people recommend them for for certain microphones like the sm7b and things but they'll they're awesome no matter what you're using and i'll talk a little bit more about this because i'm going to go into what i use and we'll uh I'll show you, show you, or tell you, I guess how um, how I do this. So the let's go. Let's start with the microphone. The microphone I use is a Rode Procaster, and 
they they sent me a couple of them, so I've been using them for a while, and I think I think they're great. There's no reason for me to go out and get a get a more expensive microphone, um, especially with with my setup. So I I actually got a, a shock mount for it and a uh, a windscreen that goes over it as well. But besides that, it's it's awesome. Um, the next piece I mentioned, the Cloudlifter Z, is kind of an upgraded version of the of the Cloudlifter CL1, and it gives you the ability to adjust the the gain setting, so you can have twenty or ten decibels, if I remember correctly. And then it also has a high pass filter switch that you can turn on and off, and that just reduces low rumble. Um, you have a a fan, which I think my heating just went on, so maybe maybe it is working to reduce some of that noise. And then it also has a uh, it's called a variable impedance mic activator, so it adjusts just how how you sound. And I've uh, I've played with this before on a, a previous episode. I'm not going to touch it now because it's kind of in a in a weird spot, but um, definitely recommend some cloud lifters. And then I today I am recording into the Rodecaster Pro, which Rode also recently sent me with a couple other um, Procaster microphones and a backpack and some other awesome stuff. And before before I started using the Procaster, I was using a Rode AI One, which is their their brand new. USB interface. It's a single channel, and they actually released it as part of a kit that came with the NT1 condenser microphone. So I, um, I don't, I use the the condenser microphone actually to record a record guitar, uh, acoustic guitar. But I was using the Rode AI1 previously, and now I can use the. Um, I guess I can use them both, but I can use the the Procaster and and all the kind of features and functions that it has, which. Um, I am going to be writing a a pretty detailed review here this this week. So as you're hearing this, there's a good chance it may be out. So just uh, check out podcastinsights.com and it should be one of the most recent articles will be a review on the Procaster. Moving on, I also use Audio-Technica ATH M50X headphones. I actually they're they're definitely overkill for uh, monitoring audio for podcasting, but they they get really loud. They sound good for music, and um, they they fold up and travel well, which I really like too. So if you're going on a plane, they they completely enclose your your ears and and shut out everything else. So uh, big big fan, and they're typically on on sale for like Black Friday and Prime Day and and stuff like that. So that's a, those are great times to pick them up, but. You may you may see they're they've been on sale quite a bit lately, so um, I'll leave a link to all this stuff so you can check it out. I use a Heil PL two T boom arm, and what's um, it's about hundred bucks I think, and it it there's a couple ways it can connect. So it has a comes with a clamp that will screw on to your desk, which is which is great, but they also sell. Uh, and this is why I like it over some of the other kind of competing. Even even Rode has one. But what I like about the Heil is that they sell, 
um, some different ways to to attach it. So they they sell a wall mount, so you can screw it into your wall and have kind of a more semi permanent um, mounting option. If your desk maybe doesn't work, if it's too too thick or the shape doesn't work, they also do. They also have some options where you can drill a hole in your desk and buy a mount that goes into that. And they have some some risers so you can make it go higher if it needs if that needs to fit your your kind of workstation. So tons of options with those, and they work well. I mean, it's pretty pretty quiet i'm moving it up and down right now and and it's uh it's sturdy so does the job and there's there's definitely more expensive ones that i would be i'd be happy to upgrade to at some point but uh just not not necessary at this point and some other stuff that i use i use a electronic standing desk i have no idea what brand it is i got it for uh christmas a year or two ago and I, the only time I use the standing part is when I'm recording. I don't, I don't think it's necessarily good to be standing and typing. Um, I think there's a lot of misinformation about the benefits of standing desks. But for recording, it is good because it allows your, your body, your diaphragm to extend, and your, your voice just sounds better, and you're a little more free to move if you need to. So highly recommend standing desks. Um, for for recording if you if you can get away with it. And what I like about the electronic one is I have two buttons, so I have a standing position and a sitting position. So I set those in its memory and then just hit either of those buttons and I don't have to kind of readjust to get the best ergonomics. They're um they're already set to my my height and my chair and all that stuff. Um the other piece of equipment I use is a 27 inch 5k iMac uh, I got this it's the 2017 model I got this um couple couple years ago I guess and it's it's awesome I mean just the screen alone a 5k 27 inch screen would cost you over over a thousand dollars if you bought that by itself so the value of it um is really kind of pretty impressive and what I did is I got the lowest amount of ram or memory because they have an easily upgradable little spot in the back so i bought extra ram for it aftermarket which probably saved me four or five hundred dollars because apple charges so much for those memory upgrades so i upgraded other stuff like the the processor um and the hard drive things like that that aren't um upgradable and as soon as i ordered the the computer I bought the RAM at the same time and they kind of showed up and yeah, definitely, definitely recommend that. I think I have actually mentioned to do that in, in an article about computers uh, you may have seen that. And then the other, other piece of equipment, I have a, a second monitor. It's a 1080p Asus monitor. I don't know the model, but it's, um, it's under, under $150. So it's, you know, gives me gives me an extra screen and and it works. I actually like having two different resolutions. So the five K screen is great if you want to have kind of multiple things on the screen, or maybe if you're recording four K content, you'll have you'll be able to show it with extra space. But then, if I want to be able to do ten eighty 
normal HD um, edits or something, I can use the other monitor and just make sure it, it looks correct. Or if I'm doing screen recordings, it's much easier to just record on, on the monitor that best fits that, that resolution. So, yeah, kind of hard to explain, but uh, I, I like that. I know some people would like to have two, like, two high-definition screens, but eh, this, this works for me. So that's kind of my, my setup. Um, the, uh, the Rodecaster is really cool because now I can, I can do things like this. Play, uh, play an annoying, annoying sounds every, uh, every couple minutes on the podcast. We won't, we won't continue that, but it does give me the ability to actually, I could do an, the intro music by hitting a button and not needing to edit that later or add in ad spots or anything, anything you want. There's a nice little, uh, kind of array of pads and you just hit a button and, and they play, you can adjust the, the levels on them. So it also has an SD card so I can record on it and on the computer. And in case something happens, maybe the computer crashes for whatever reason, it's also recording uh, a backup. So it's kind of nice as well. So I'm going to, I'm going to leave all the links to everything I've mentioned in the, I'm not going to have a, a page for it, but you'll be able to see them just by looking at the description in whatever podcast app you're in, and you can click on those and check them out if that's interesting to you. And besides that, we will uh, see you in the next episode. Thanks for listening. <laughs>